You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Welcome to the Cindy Stewart Podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. We're going to talk about the God of miracles, but we're going to talk about it in a different way. I had such a nice, uh, sweet time with the Lord yesterday morning. I was like, Lord, I love reading Luke. I was reading Luke 1 and reading Zacharias and Elizabeth and how miracle it was. And uh, I just thought, this is going to be great. We're just going to talk about miracles today. And he's like, you can pump those brakes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I decided I better go for a walk. <laughs> I felt like Jonah. I was running from what I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so I spent, spent quite a bit of time with the Lord. And um, we're going to talk about God of miracles, but we're going to talk about it uh, in a little bit different way. I'm going to start out with uh, John 1, 1 through 5. We're just going to read a little. We're actually going to read a lot. So get comfortable. Get out your Bibles. We're go- we got some reading to do. The word of the Lord is going to go forward, and the word of the Lord will transform us as it goes forward. Amen. Because that's what the word says it will do. So John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things that were made through him were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Isn't that amazing that in him was life, and the light was the light of men, and we live out of the light of Jesus Christ within us. That alone is a miracle within us. And then verse 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth. So Jesus was there from the beginning. He was with God and he is God. Amen. Amen. And in Genesis 1, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to read it real quick. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is a God of miracles. He creates things from the things that don't exist into being. He takes the invisible things and makes them visible to us, right? So he is the God of miracles. That is innate who he is. It is part of who he is. So let's go to Luke 1, and we're going to start where I started yesterday, and then we're going to go from there. Luke 1, we're going to talk about Zacharias and Elizabeth. Both Zacharias and Elizabeth was from the line of priests. I mean, just think about that. Them getting married, they're both from the line of priesthood. They understand what priesthood is. There's no question in their mind what priesthood is. Uh, So we're going to start in verse 8. It says, So it was that while he was serving Zacharias as the priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense, and he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour of incense. That is such a visual of the unity of the body. It's like the oil that drips from the beard of Aaron. The unity of the body. The oil of the spirit dripping as we all pray. Verse 11, it says, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayers, your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call him John. Now this is the fulfillment of Isaiah 40, it's the fulfillment of Malachi 3, that the prophetic Old Testament word that there will be a forerunner is being fulfilled. The prophecy is coming forth from the mouth of the angel into the ears of Zacharias. 
He says that which was prophesied is this. Now it will be your son, John. That is what the angel said. And of the priesthood, John understood. But he could not comprehend. He says, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you shall call him John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice in his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Now, just think about this, you know, just get a picture of John's all by himself. He's tending to the incense. He, he's, he's there doing his thing. And an angel is interrupting what he's doing. Sometimes God wants to interrupt us in order to move us, in order to fulfill what he's going to give us. He is interrupting John. John is fearful. He's hearing the words but he is not able to understand fully what they mean. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elisha to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. What a strong anointing, right? And Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. That's his response. And we're going to talk about that response in a second. But I want to go ahead and read the next verse and then we'll, we'll talk about this response. And the angel answered and said, I am Gabriel. <laughs> it's like he's like. Say what? Don't you know who I am? He says, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Because you, because you did not believe my words. Now, Matt just released a word about believing. You did not believe my words. Deborah just reached, released a word about hearing the word of the Lord and following his word, not running in the other direction. But you did not believe my words. Which will be fulfilled in their own time. I already read that, didn't I? So... This is what I want to talk about. So here I am reading through. I've read all the way through. We will read the latter half of this toward the end of the message. But I'm reading through and the Lord starts talking to me about contention. And I'm like, no, I'm really thinking about miracles. I'm all into the miracles right now. And I am. I'm all into miracles right now. This is a season of miraculous. I got a miraculous thing sitting right in front of me right here. Come on. And I've heard more. You know, it's not just, it's not just us. God is moving in miracles. But he started talking to me about contention. And I'm like, what are we talking about, Lord? And he said, I want you to talk about the contention that I'm going to go to Genesis. We're going to go back to Genesis and talk about that for a minute. That my people carry that keep them from receiving the promise and the fulfillment of the word that I've given them. And I'm like, I don't really want to talk about that today. It's Christmas. I got a Christmas tree, you know, but I did. I was like, uh, 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 but I'm not like Joan. I'm not going to run. Uh, but the word contention, I looked it up because I'm like, I looked it up in scripture because the word contention is used in scripture. It's used as strife. It's used as contention. It's, um, it's used quite a bit, but it means discord, strife, conflict. Uh, but it means, and this is the key for us. A state or condition marked by a lack of agreement or harmony. When there is contention against the word of the Lord, it is a lack of agreement or harmony with what the word of the Lord is saying. It creates strife, discord within us. 
right? So I want to talk about the origin of contention because God has another piece of this that he wants to release to us. So we're going to go to Genesis 1, 26. And these scriptures you're familiar with, but it's going to be important for us uh, as God begins to unfold this. 126. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So man created, so God created man in his image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. How many times in that verse 27 does he say created? He created us in his image, male and female in his likeness. In his image, he created us. So that is who we are. It's who God called us to be in his likeness. To have dominion over every living thing. That is who we are. Okay. That is truth. That is correct. That is truth. And let's move to um, Genesis 2, 15 through 17. We're going to do like a, a speed on uh, creation, sin, and what to expect. So 15, it says, Then the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord com God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely. But... The tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat it, eat of it, you shall surely die. Okay? So now we have boundaries. God has set up boundaries. God has said, you are created in my image. You're in my likeness. You have dominion over everything. But my boundary is, is this one thing I'm asking you not to partake in. This one thing. He gave us everything. He blessed us with everything. We didn't have to worry about wearing clothes. We didn't have to worry about getting sick. We didn't have to worry about anybody talking back to us because we were all created in the image of God. There was no strife. There was no contention. Until... We decided the one thing we could not have, we were going to have contention with God over. And let's go to that. Uh, chapter 3, verse uh, 1. I'm going to read part of it. I don't think I'm going to read it all. But uh, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. But remember... We were created in God's image. We had dominion over everything. Even the thing that was the most cunning. Right? And he said to the woman, has God said indeed, indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle, in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. Here comes the contention, right? You will not surely die. Who is he to tell you that? You're not going to die. It's all good. For God knows that in the day that you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He's withholding something from you. All you have to do is press in and you'll have everything. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and pleasant uh, to the eyes and, the, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took the fruit and she ate it. And then she gave it to her husband. Of course, we understand that. But what, I, what the Lord showed me was when that happened, there were all kinds of spirits released on the earth. Spirit of fear. All types of 
demonic spirits were released on the earth. And one of the spirits that we're going to address and get rid of today is going to be a spirit of contention. And it's interesting because I was like, Lord, you know, you, you might need to proof text this for me or something because uh, this is going to be kind of a winging out of the air type thing. But he showed me that if we go through scripture and look up every force. Now there is, we know that there's will, our soul that makes choices. But we also know that there are demonic forces that actually come against us. And this spirit of contention is a demonic force that tries to not only get us to get in contention with the word of God, but what else does it do? It creates contention among one another. Think about Cain and Abel. It, it creates contention against who God says we are. He said that we were created male and female. There is a war over whether the word of God is true. There is a battle even within the church of born again believers. Of what does the word say? And what did he actually mean when he said that? God is not confused. But there are demonic spirits that are creating a whirlwind of confusion because we have we have agreed when when Eve agreed and Adam followed Eve's lead there was an agreement with the spirit of the demonic forces that we are under his army not under God's when we choose demonic movement we move under Demonic control. So when we choose not to believe the word of God, the spirit of contention is taunting us to move into a greater agreement with the demonic forces that wants to kill, steal, and destroy the people of God. I know we never think about that because there is, there are demonic forces all around us, lying to us. I was thinking about this and I'm just going to share a little bit of personal stuff uh, because Chuck loves when I share our personal stuff. (laughs) But, you know, uh, we got married. We've been married for 44 years, right? So when I got married, we came from very different backgrounds, Midwest, grain-fed, you know, those kind of people, southern, you know, weak pork fat, strickling, we fry it, we thought it was, we thought it was meat, you know, we didn't know, but I came from a family who, my parents got a divorce where, where, you know, when I was growing up, that was a big deal, it wasn't every other person's parents are divorced, Uh, my dad was bipolar, he was an alcoholic, so there was a lot of dysfunction, he was a, an executive at Lockheed, but there were some weeks that our power would be turned off because in his bipolar, there was confusion about a lot of things. But so I came out of my family's house. I did live on my own before I married Chuck. And I went into marriage thinking, yeah, it's a roll of the dice. But when, when you think about it, I was taught something that was in contention with what the word of God said I should have stepped into. So going into a marriage, there were certain things that were already pre-programmed, even though I was brought up at some level. I knew Jesus from the time I was uh, nine. I was brought up at some level in a Christian home, my grandparents, all that. There was still an opening that the enemy was allowed to partner in my life because I didn't understand how, what the word of God really said about marriage. When we got married, we met with our, uh, the person that was marrying us. And I said, well, there's one thing I'm not going to say. Can any female guess? <laughs> oh, uh, yes. I'm not going to say obey. And I'm not going to say Submit. I told them, and they were like, okay, yeah, 
we're going to be flexible because obviously <laughs> you don't know what the word of God said, but I didn't. What I knew was what I was taught with a little bit of Jesus woven into it. But because there was not, uh, uh, my parents did not have a holy sanctified marriage where they were, they were agreeing with one another for what God's best was. I got a holy, demonic, fleshy understanding of what marriage was. And I figured if I could just fix Chuck, we would have a great marriage. And I know none of you who've been married, let me look at the covers over there, been married for a while. I'm sure none of you have ever thought that, right, Lori? Yeah, Lori's like, she's never thought that. But you know what it is? We think if we can get everybody to fit in what will keep us safe and protected, you know, one of the big things for me is I was never going to quit working because I was never going to depend on a man to pay my bills because I saw what happened to my mom. And when my mom and dad got divorced, we had to sell our house. We had to sell all of our furniture and move into an apartment because my dad wouldn't pay child support. A lot of reasons, but we won't go into that. But, you know, so think about it. Think about where this spirit of contention has implanted thoughts and ideas in your life that are so subtle, that so agree with what you've already been thinking that you don't even realize that he's trying to keep you from the miracles that God has for you. And uh, I told Chuck when we got married, I said, I don't want any kids. And um, you know why? Later I found a little bit of inner healing and stuff. I didn't want kids because I didn't know if this was going to work. And I wasn't about to take kids through what I went through as a kid. So a lot of times what happens in our life makes us step into agreement with the demonic in order to protect us because we don't know the safety of God. And you think, well, I'm mature. I've known the Lord a long time. Oh, no, that never happened to me. I'm all good now. But it's not true. There are things where the spirit of, I mean, God wouldn't have me preach this if he's not going to do something about it, right? There's, there are things where the spirit of contention still have a hold on you. I was even confessing this morning. I'm like, God, you know, obviously... I need to talk about this because if you're telling me that, that means that there's something that needs to be worked on. So I had to spend some time alone with the Lord this morning as I was preparing for this, repenting and saying, Lord, I don't need to control everything. I need to shift back to what does the word say? What does the word say? And it took a little bit, you know, Chuck is very gracious and, you know, God fixed him too. <laughs> but, you know, think about it. You know, the word says we have to learn if it's right by the spirit and it's right by us, we move forward. The spirit of contention wants our marriages to be divided, wants our prodigals to be pushed away. He wants our relationships to be broken. He wants us to make excuses of why we're not acting like godly people because that person needs to get fixed. Right? That's right. <laughs> well, I might have hit something with Michelle there. <laughs> She's about to fall on the floor here. But, you know, think about it. It is true. Even with people we don't know that we encounter in work and stores and whatever it is, well, we know it's them. It certainly ain't me because I got Jesus. And Jesus like, well, that certainly ain't me. <laughs> you know, I mean, we've, I know this is making fun, but really when we think about it, you know, Chuck and I, our parenting style is very different. But what I, it took me a while to realize that he has certain parenting attributes. I have certain parenting attributes and together we are amazing parents. 
but not me by myself and not him by himself. He, God needed both of us instead of me telling him that his parenting needs to be up. <laughs> you laugh, but there might have been that discussion <laughs> because I needed to feel like I had some control. And uh, God said, no, you need to feel like the word is in you. And he, I mean, he's worked on both of us, you know, both of our lives quite a bit. But what we see in the fruit of turning back to the word, turning back to you're not always right. I'm not always right. And until we find that place of agreement, then it's okay that we rest and not move forward because God will tell us when we need to move forward. Disagreement, discord, contention against one another just just heightens the strength of the spirit of contention in our life. Contention against the word of God just heightens our inability to believe, to trust God because we don't believe what his word is saying to us. Zacharias did not believe what God said. The angel said, Gabriel said, you don't believe what I'm telling you. How can you receive what I'm trying to give you when you're telling me I don't believe you? There is a real spirit of contention that is loose right now. It's loose across our country. I mean, I watched, I try not to watch the news. Lord, help me. I try not to. I'm like, if there's something I need to know, have it pop up on my feed. Otherwise, I don't even know. But I've watched like maybe two minutes, five minutes of the debate. The Republican debate. It was by accident. It, I, turn, I turned on the TV and there they were. And I was like, I can't. But you, what I realized there's such a spirit of contention there. I mean, a literal demonic spirit operating in, in, in godly people sitting on that stage, talking about each other, tearing each other down. If they want to be elected, bring glory to God and watch God lift you up. I mean, seriously, say that's for all of us. But I saw, I heard, I heard DeSantis talk about, uh, what's the girl's name? Haley? Yeah, whatever her name is. I'm not voting for her either. <laughs> but I, and I heard her start talking about him. And I'm like, these are people who say, I am a born again believer in Jesus Christ. And all I can come up with is what they did wrong. Instead of saying, you know, I'm going for this because X. I can make the kingdom of God come to earth in the, in the arena that God's given me. But you can see it in our nation, in the world. You were just talking about Hamas. Such a, it is a demonic spirit that is happening. But what is happening is the demonic spirit partners with our unhealed soul. And when it partners with our unhealed soul, it is like the well throwing up fire and spit. And, you know, because... We, we're, we think we're victim. We, we think, well, you know. But no, God say, take the word. The, it says, consume the word until it consumes you. And when you consume the word and spend time with the word, then what happens is the brokenness within you becomes healed. And there's a wholeness in the Holy Spirit that occurs for you. That is what happened. I consumed the word. I got a little counseling. Consumed the word. Because uh, I thought I was right. How many of you think you're right? <laughs> if you didn't raise your hand, that's okay. But I mean, it is true. We think we're right until God proves us wrong. We think we're right until the word removes what is contending against him. Not for what he's promised. But against him, it says that Zacharias prayed and prayed and prayed, but he was too old and Elizabeth was barren. And then the angel says, here, let me give you what you prayed for. And he's like, I don't believe you. We do get discouraged. We do get disappointed. We do. We do think the word says I'm going to be healed, but I'm not healed yet. So 
there, there's contention within me that the spirit of contention is saying, you can't believe that. You can't believe what the word says. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, well, maybe God's going to pick someone else. Oh, it's not you because, you know, there's something about you, you know, that, that, you know, we have all these things that are agreeing with this spirit that is taunting us and tormenting us. And God wants our soul healed. Third John 2 says, beloved, beloved, I want you to prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. And the only way to do that is by the word of the Lord. And wherever you feel contention in your life, you have to get the word out. You have to command the spirit of contention to leave and say, whatever's left in me, Lord, you heal it by the word. By the word, by the word, the Holy Spirit brings healing through the word of God. Uh, I had a little uh, contention issue with uh, one of my siblings. And um, I was right. Just, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I was prideful. And uh, it took me a while uh, to get over myself. This is recent, like this is last week. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I've arrived, but oh, baby, <laughs> I got some. So finally, I, I called, and uh, after I got through, I was like, really, what was the big deal? Why was your heart so hard? Sometimes your heart's hard because you have a history with people. And so you expect them to not do what you want them to do. So you're disappointed or angry or contentious with them because they didn't. But why? You're not in charge of them. You're just in charge of you. And being able to align with what the, the word says. Yeah, Marquis, just you. <laughs> being able to align with what the word says so God can say, you stay in your hula hoop. And let them stay in theirs. Because the more people you get in your hula hoop means that the spirit cannot spin around you because it's too crammed full of offenses, of unforgiveness, of trying to control people, of being mad because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. And the spirit of contention is stuffed in there too. He is stuffed in there. So pretty much it's like a, you've got on clothes that are too tight and you can't move. And I know nobody knows what that's like, but... But I mean, think about there is, I, I'm being serious. There is a spirit of contention that is trying to create and probably has created some disconnect between you and God because he wants you to be contentious toward God and the word he's given you written and rhema prophetic and uh, through the word itself so that you won't believe what he says just what Matt said today. I believe God. I believe his word. I believe God. So I want to, we're going to pray against contention. We're gonna, first of all, we're going to get rid of the spirit of contention. I told Jeannie, I'm probably going to have him come up with me. I said, because he had a, he felt like it was a corporate kind of deliverance too. Uh, but I want to pray for marriages, uh, number one, because if the enemy can destroy the family, he can destroy the plan of God. And we know that, that God is not going to let his family be destroyed. But I'm going to tell you what. There is a fist fight over this. There is a war over this. Uh, over marriages. They want marriages to be broken. The marriage divorce statistics in the church. Is as high as the one in the world. Which means that we don't believe what the word says about marriage. You know, I, I said that uh, I wasn't going to submit um, just because I felt like, you know, I'm better than that. <laughs> I'm sure no telling what I thought. Actually, it's probably more self-protection than anything. But the word of God says, husbands, you're to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Christ loved the church so much that he died for the church. And wives, you are to submit to your husbands. We submit to our husband because he loves us the way Christ loves the church. How can we not to submit to someone who loves us like that? 
And we don't wait for them to get to the perfection of love until we're willing to submit. We submit because we honor what the word of God says. And we can go and define what submit means. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm going to be beat up and locked up and, you know, and, and not allowed out of the house and all these horror stories we hear why women won't submit. We're submitting because God has given us a husband who's going to love us the way his son died for the church. And husbands, if you don't love your wives like that, then get in the word and God will teach you how to love your wives the way he loves the church. You know, and women, if you don't submit to your husband, and I mean submit comes with conversation. It's not like whatever you say, I'm just a robot. I'll do whatever you say. It, that's not what it is. We forget that Jesus spoke to the father the whole time he was alive. He, God didn't send him to the earth and say, good luck. He sent him to the earth and talked to him the whole time he was here. To break the spirit of contention means that we have to come with conversation that's been soaked in the love of Christ. All of us, male and female alike. So that when we talk, we talk out of the heart of God. Not perfect. It doesn't mean we don't ever get angry or tense. But what it means that our goal is to love you the way Christ loved me. So when even we are not agreeing, we can agree that God has a plan and whatever his plan, he will let us both know. We've got to learn love. I love Rick Joyner. He's so funny. He says, um, my marriage counseling, because I do marriage counseling before I marry somebody. He says, it's very short. And this is my marriage counseling. Get ready to die. That is his marriage counseling. He said, that's all there is. If you're not willing to die for someone you're about to marry, then don't get married. He said, that's it. And then I let them to themselves. <laughs> if they come back, I'll marry them. If not, I won't. But that is his marriage counseling. That we love one another unto death. That we lay down our life for the other person. And that is hard. Because... We want them to lay down their lives for us while we go do what we want to do. But God says that we have to lay our lives down for one another. We have to converse with one another. We have to press in and not withdraw. We have to realize that there's a spirit, a live demonic spirit, trying to create so much contention that not only can we not love our brothers and sisters in Christ, but there ain't no way we're loving that world out there. And not only are we not going to submit to one another. We're going to lord over them so they'll know how great we are and how minimal they are. But that's what the spirit of contention wants. He wants us to think more highly of ourselves, So that others suffer. Okay, that's exciting for Christmas, right? <laughs> but when you think about it, when you think about it, God has a miracle life for us. Just us living and breathing and having his very being inside of us is the miraculous life that he provided for us. That's what he provided for us. And, you know, the other big contention is for me is that I'm really working toward is I know that the enemy wants, the spirit of contention wants us to, to say, Lord, I'm just getting older. I can't really do anything else. You know, Lord, you know, I, I had somebody actually say to me the other day, you know, anyhow, we won't go there. My point is. We, we have got to go after the word because it says that God has created us to be in good health. Our physical bodies, our emotional bodies, and our spirit, spirit to spirit is redeemed. Our physical bodies and our souls 
have got to align with what the Word of God says. We have got to get healthy. We, you know, my favorite scripture I've written about it in my book is the Moses principle that his eyes did not grow dim and his body did not lose his vigor. If that can happen for Moses, it can happen for me. I never saw where it said Jesus was sick and couldn't go out and minister. I want our bodies to be in good health. The other thing is, is I want us to prosper. Coming from a home where we were either really rich or really poor. Shrimp and ribs one week and then scrambled eggs. I thought scrambled eggs for dinner was like a cool thing, but I realized it was because we didn't have any money. That, that's all we could afford was have scrambled eggs for dinner. Uh, so... God has said that he created us to create wealth. He made us the head and not the tail. So we have to learn instead of saying, I don't think I could ever have any money to help people. I don't think I can have money to buy a house. I don't, whatever that dialogue is, that means the spirit of contention has made an agreement with you against what the word of God has said to you. Well, and you can examine, you can ask Holy Spirit. That's why I did this one. Holy Spirit, you show me where I am in agreement with the spirit of contention versus the spirit of the living God. You show me because I want the miraculous the way Zacharias and Elizabeth got it. The way you've already done in my life, I've had miracle healings. I've got a couple of things I'm contending for, but I'm not letting go because the word of God says that the fullness of God is for me. He said that in John 3, 34, that Jesus was given the spirit without measure. Then Jesus says to his apostles, I'm giving you what God has given me. So we have the spirit of measure. We just have to learn how to operate out of the spirit without measure. Without measure, not with measure. Without measure is what it says, John uh, 3, 34. We've got to learn to operate in the fullness of Christ in us. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts, everything about us. We've got to align it with the word of God. And where there's not an alignment, we have to Either command the spirit of contention to get out because there is an, you know, there's overarching spirits that have little spirits that work underneath them, right? I'm not going to go on a demonic teaching today, because, but we are going to do deliverance. But so we know that with the spirit of contention comes the spirit of lies, the spirit of deception. You know, they partner together where they're so interwoven against you that it causes confusion in your own mind. But what, how do we renew our mind? By the word of God. How do we get set free? The word of God. How do we live life to the fullest? And being with a body that will support us. You know, we all go through times where we struggle, but we have the body that supports us, that will pray for us, that will contend for us, that will even call us and say, get up. Get out of bed. You've been healed. Get moving. It'll show up as you go. I mean, I've had somebody maybe uh, told me, shut up and get moving. I will tell you, I'm going to tell you now, Karen's birthday was this week, just FYI. But, but I will tell you, she sent out an email to all of her MII students. And she says, the word of the Lord told me, that you guys have to sit up front with me and worship with me because God's going to use the power of our unity from school to bring breakthrough to the body of our church. And so they're all laughing this morning because uh, maybe only one or two of them might be front row people. <laughs> but they're here. Because I said, I definitely wouldn't go up against that one. <laughs> but think about it. You know, this is where the unity of the body comes together. You know, where we come together, we worship. You know, 
words are brought forward because the Spirit of the Lord has said, I have words that will come into agreement with what word is going to be released today. So, and, and I'm, I'm going to be obedient to what my teacher has told me because there's something she has seen in the spirit realm that's going to be breakthrough for all of us. God is good. That's good. God is good. Okay, I'm going to read one last little piece. And then we're going we're gonna to just do some deliverance. We're going to get rid of the spirit of contention. There's nothing like a good deliverance Sunday. But the deliverance, we know that when the demonic leaves, the filling of the spirit increases. Right? Where those dark places are removed, then we release the fresh filling of the spirit to go with it. So I just want to end with this. Uh, it says in verse 23, Luke 1, it says, So it was, as soon as the days of his service were completed, that he departed to his own house. Here we go. Drum roll. I need a drum roll. That's right. Now. Now. So expect now. now. Expect it as we go through this today. Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived. Woo! To fulfill the prophetic word, to fulfill the promise of the prayer that he and Elizabeth had prayed, it was a twofold fulfillment. How do you not know maybe what you're praying is actually a fulfillment of a prophetic word that has been given a year ago, a hundred years ago, to your grandparents, to your grandparents' grandparents, that you are now fulfilling and you were praying for something else, thinking it was going to be something else. But it's actually a fulfillment of something that's been prophesied and prayed for for hundreds of years. Even since the beginning of time, God says that I knew you before you were born. So know that our lives are not insignificant and miscellaneous. Our lives are orchestrated and ordained and called forth and anointed by the spirit of the living God for the day, the hour that we're in right now. 1145, December 10th, 2023 is a day and an hour that the Lord has ordained for you today. Amen. Whew. Okay, well, we're going to pray. We're going to get rid of the spirit of contention. Come on up, Gene, because I knew you. Gene said he had something too. But we're going to get rid of the demonic spirit of contention. We're going to get rid of that. Then we're going to take a moment and just ask the Lord, is there anything within me that I am contentious about? And we're going to repent from that. And then we're going to see what else God wants to do. <laughs> Those are the two things I know. Those are the two things I know. You want me to start there? Gene says, you go ahead and get started. Okay, I'm going to have everybody stand for this. We're going to stand. Probably need to stand. Okay, so just, I want you to just uh, put your hands out. I don't know what you want to do. You can run around. I don't care what you do. But we're going to command the spirit of contention to leave. You know that when you command it to go, it has to leave in the name of Jesus. Now, don't you try to hold on to its coattails. I want you to be able to release it freely from you, okay? So right now, in the name of Jesus, we command the spirit of contention and all of its minions to go in Jesus' name. which includes a spirit of fear, a spirit of deception has to leave. Yes, in Jesus' name, we break all hold that it had on any of us. We cleanse our souls and our bodies from every effect that it had. And we receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Just a fresh infilling. Just receive a fresh infilling of the Spirit.
Thank you, Lord, for a fresh infilling. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for a fresh fire in us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fresh fire. Now, I can feel the fire begin to fall on me. So just, just let's just take a minute and let the fire of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, is there anything within me that is contentious that I need to repent of? Anything in me. And as he shows you, you repent. If he doesn't show you anything, that's fine, too. You know, part of the key to deliverance and walking in deliverance is is uh, repentance, but not just a repentance from, but a repentance towards something. We've been hearing about contention and how we, we've been in contention against the word of the Lord. But Jude says to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. So now that you have renounced contention against, now you need to purpose to contend for something. It's not enough. It's not enough just to turn away from something. You got to turn towards something. Otherwise, you're just going to go back to what you turned away from. Amen. So this is what I'm I'm hearing that it that in walking out your deliverance from the, the spirit of contention, what are you contending for? The Holy Spirit, it may not be the same thing for all of us, okay? But you, but you need to contend for something. There needs to be, there needs to be something that you're going after. Because honestly, this is why the spirit of contention was trying to get you in agreement with it, was to keep you from what, contending for something. There was something that God has for you that He wants you to contend for. It may be it 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 it, it could be any number of things. Uh, Pastor Cindy mentioned your health. It could be your marriage. It could be it, it could it could be a, a, a financial breakthrough. I actually it, it, there have, have been time been times, uh, Pastor Cindy. I'll just I'll just put this out there about about me. Okay, if I knew about you, I'd talk about you. But I know about me, so I'll talk about me. Amen. There are times that I know people have 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 come to me, well intentioned, and 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 shared with me some things that actually could have been helpful to me, and because I didn't think wasn't I was thinking more highly of myself than I was with them, I I didn't receive their counsel. Which, if I had humbled myself and realized, yeah, you're right, and I haven't been doing this, and, and they weren't trying to criticize me. They were sharing with me about things that were helpful to them, and I'm like, well, that's good for you. Leave me alone. <laughs> Amen. We need, to, we need to begin to contend for God's best for us. Amen. What he wants for us, even if, even if somebody presents it to us in a way that rubs us the wrong way. Amen. Glory to God. So uh, I, let's, I just want to ask you for just a minute. I want you just to let the Holy Spirit, in some of you, he's already been speaking to you about this, okay? But, there, but there, there should be at least one thing that you're going to begin to contend for starting today. Amen. And, and, and some of us, we could make a list. All right. So uh, uh, Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now, but just to begin to illuminate those areas that we have not been contending for, Lord God. Those things that are pure, those things that are holy, those things that you have ordained for us from the foundations of the world. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Some of you need to contend for that broken relationship. 
that, that broken fellowship that you've had with, those, with that individual or individuals, that you contend for that in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Some of you have cooled off in the area of, of gifts, of, of going after the leading of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. And I just you need to begin to contend for that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Pastor Cindy said, said talked about uh, our health and 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 and. and being healthy is work, guys. I mean, if it, if it was easy, we'd all be healthy. Amen? Glory to God. So just begin to ask the Lord to show you how to contend for your health. Amen? And in Jesus' name. And what part of it begins with what you've been saying about yourself? What words have been coming out of your mouth? Amen? And you reason that you, the reason you, uh, you don't have what you say is because you've been saying what you have. That's right. That's right. So when you need to begin to declare those things that are in line with the Word of God over yourself, over your family, over your health, over your finances, over your careers, over your business, over your ministry. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, we just right now, we contend for the faith, Lord God, that you said that we're supposed yeah. to walk in. You said have faith in God. Lord God, we understand that that means we are to, we are to have the faith of God. Lord we have the measure of faith that's been given to us. We have the God kind of faith. And because we have that, that same faith that you used, Father God, when you spoke the universe, you spoke the, wor the worlds into existence, Lord God. We thank you, Father. In, the, in those same words, Lord God, that same faith that Jesus operated in, Lord God. Father, we just contend for that faith right now in Jesus' name that will say what you said we could have have. Lord God, that we'll declare over ourselves who you said we would be. Father God, that we would operate in the works and in the power that you said we would operate in, Father God. We thank you for that, God. And we declare over ourselves, Father God, that we will contend for those things that Jesus died to give us, Lord God. That he shed his blood to purchase for us, Father God. Or for our homes, for our marriages, for our health, for our finances, Lord God, for our ministries, yes, Lord, Lord, for our callings, for our yes, assignments, Lord. for our children, Lord God. We declare, Father God, that we will have your best and we will have your promises in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Where am I? There we go. While Pastor Jean was saying all that, I felt like uh, to release a miracle movement in your life. I don't know what you're contending for as he instructed us to grab a hold of that, get it into our mind, get it into our heart. But I just felt like I was supposed to release the miracle movement of God over our lives in those places. And I think God's going to surprise you with miracles that he's going to give you that you weren't even contending for this morning. So, Lord, we just release the miracle move of you over our lives, over our bodies, over our health, over our finances, over every aspect, over opportunities that are supposed to be open to us that we have contended against. We just release the miracle movement now over our prodigals and our family. And Lord, we release the miracle movement of agreement of generations past that have prophesied and prepared us to receive what you are releasing, Lord. And we just thank you for this miracle movement right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, man, guys. Woo. Okay, Lord, expect, expect. Do not walk away and say, oh, that was nice. Boy, I felt good. I felt the Holy Spirit, but now it's time to eat. We, it is time to eat. But I want you to walk away because God has done something in you. That that spirit of contention is gone. We have repented from what we contended against. And we have moved toward what we're contending for. And the miracle movement of God has been released over our lives. So do not walk out of this door and say, yeah, that was good. We'll see God. 
walk out saying, I have received, I have been set free. I am moving in the miraculous movement of God that he has for me. And I will not let go until I receive the fullness and even more. Did you know God's best? The word best means bountiful. It means fat. It means the, the um, what was the other word? It's bountiful. It's fat. It is the richness of God. So I am receiving God's big, fat richness that he wants to put on me. Right? Amen and amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.